0: Welcome everybody to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, do you realize we basically head to a bar first thing every Friday morning? How's that? Oh, because we're in the lounge? We're in a we're, lounge.
1: We're metaphysically in the lounge? I mean, I don't feel very lounge. I'm at the desk that I use to do like every tv hit or podcast interview or whatever so this does not feel loungy to me it's like my it's my wife's chair like I, i'm not i'm not in a lounge mindset like maybe i need to get like a beanbag chair in here or something
0: is that a barstool lounge yeah, i don't I know like a bar like,
1: stool i'm like something something you know just that's like not like a you know swivel chair
0: can you think of anything more disgusting than a beanbag chair at a bar
1: I, i've been to bars with beanbag chairs before
0: don't sit in them. You'll get. Yeah, I don't, no, for trust sure. Me,
1: you don't have to tell me twice. I did not. <laughs> there was no chance of that happening.
0: Like you, you're in there drinking. And, and when you drink, like your body temperature goes up. So people are just sweating in that beanbag chair.
1: Yeah. Speaking of beanbag chairs and bars, Jay Crowder seems like the kind of guy, like he'd probably go flop out on that, like beanbag chair. Like he'd be yeah. like that. That is like he would, intentionally level of like he would go chair. out of his way, kick somebody out of the beanbag chair and then yeah. sit down there.
0: He would intend like go out of his way to do some pushups and then sit in the beanbag chair to make sure that everybody sits in a sweat from then on.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Or like foul the person as they're like, like <laughs> kick them in the knee and then like look in disbelief that people were upset with them.
0: You can only sit in this beanbag chair if I rake you across your arms. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh do you want to start there do you want to start with like the the little you know chippiness at the end of the game because yeah
1: did you uh, so, so did you catch that because i know I that you missed a good amount of the second half i'm uh, to take people behind the curtain but i am going <laughs> to expose you on air um just so that you don't get to pretend like you uh why like do you, you think
0: we're starting with the stuff i actually saw <laughs> yeah there you go all right
1: let's start with the four <laughs> minutes of the game anthony saw
0: no i saw i saw like the vast majority of the game, I would I say, like like seventy five percent of the game. I
1: think you missed like you missed like honestly like the bad 85%. part in the fourth quarter when they were kind of like playing with their food and the sun started to come back. And... Yeah,
0: campaign yeah. went full campaign again. Yeah. Um, no, so the the cheapiness at the end of the game strikes me as interesting for a couple reasons. One yes. being that this is going to impact the way that the game is called in game four. Yeah, and the Lakers like to defend physically. Yeah, and, and and so if and they're the bigger team, right? So the the fouls that the Lakers commit, if the referees are looking for them, are going to look a little bit more obvious. Well, so, a
1: little bit more obvious, uh, uh, unless it's Devin until, Booker pushing <laughs> Dennis Schroeder in the chest, and then Jay Crowder pushing him down to the ground and being like, well, What did I do? I didn't, right? I, you know,
0: yeah." What do you think? Like, do you think this should have any implications on the next game? Like, because that was just a flat out like you mean
1: as far as like suspensions or like. Like, you just mean, like, in terms of the way the game is called? Maybe both? I I don't think that anyone should be suspended for that. I mean, honestly, that was a clown move by Devin Booker. Like, he deserved to be thrown out for that. He would have fouled out anyway.
0: But that makes it, like, dirtier to me. Yeah,
1: so I think he knew like this game is over. I'm gonna get a cheap shot in. I'm pissed off at Dennis. He's like, you you know, hit like I think that was like his third straight attack at the rim, or like he had just Mm -hmm. hit two at least two buckets right before that. Uh, Like was actually really huge for the Lakers in closing this game. uh, Before he was like uh, had attempted murder committed against him, and then uh, did knuckle push ups to show that (laughs) that's tough. T u f f, you know, trademark Dennis Schroeder. And he he, like landed and was laughing. By the way, like everybody listening. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that anyone should be suspended for that. Like, it's the playoffs. Games get mm-hmm. chippy. You know, like, if think about if it was the opposite. Like, if this happened at the end of a game, I don't think that either of us would be sitting here being like, oh, you know, like, Anthony Davis should be suspended for that. Like, yeah, was it over the line? Yes. And that's why mm-hmm. he got the flagrant. But I don't think that that's, like, suspension worthy or any. Like, just let them continue to play. I do think that your point about the refs calling the next game a little bit tighter as a result of this is – a good one, and I don't know if that favors the Lakers or the Suns because,
0: look, if they
1: start start calling the game tighter, you know, according to Monty Williams, the Lakers have been getting a really nice whistle already. So it's (laughs) like, you know, I'm not... I'm not super concerned about it either way, because the Lakers are, they're a fairly low fouling team. They, throughout <laughs> the year, they don't foul a lot. It's one of the best things about their defense. And yeah. I do think that in a game like that, they would figure it out pretty quickly that they weren't getting a lot of leeway.
0: Yeah. I, I just want to be clear. I don't think Booker should be suspended either. No, Anthony, you're uh, arguing to lock him up. You're like, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> but his emails, Yeah. um, I, 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 the only issue I have with the way that it's going to play out is that there is no real implica- implication to him doing that. Like, I mean, that's just... why he
1: did it, right? Like, he's not going to be in the playoffs long enough to get the flagrant points racking up. right? And, right. you know, he just figured, hey, look, Dennis has been gimpy all game. Let's see if we can uh, yeah. take him out for this next one. And, like, again, I- I'm, sa- I'm saying that half facetiously but maybe but also i don't think it was dirty enough to like warrant a suspension
0: i don't still. yeah i don't think i don't think it was like a dennis specific thing i think whoever was next to him he was going yeah, to he was take just a mad he, he was
1: he was pissed down the whole stretch of that game he was going back yeah. and forth with lebron he he was he had already gotten attack he was he was out of sorts he's
0: been chippy for much of the series for a lot of the series like he was going at anthony davis Like I, he I think had that's him.
1: just his face honestly i think he just has resting <laughs> chippy <laughs> face
0: <laughs> That's one that's that's the uh, cleaned up version of yeah. the saying, right? It's um, like when Frank Vogel says that a guy has big guts at the end of a game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, like technically, doesn't Andre Drummond have the biggest guts on the team?
1: Andre Drummond had some incredible bench celebrations tonight. I I know you missed some of these. No, uh, no, no, I saw. You saw saw. the, yeah, he was just amazing poses. He like Robert Sacre's (laughs) spirit entered Andre Drummond's body for a brief moment, (laughs) and he just like it was like he was channeling the ghost of the MJ of bench celebrations, you know, or the LeBron of bench celebrating.
0: Bill Wennington out there.
1: Yeah. No, he was doing the too small gesture from the bench for AD playing volleyball on the rim. It was incredible. Like he was like, he's like, I'm on this is the best. This is the most fun I've ever had in my basketball career. Like,
0: yeah, no, I, I, that's the one thing. Even when it was very apparent that Mark was the better player and and at least better fit. uh, It was really nice when the Lakers were playing well, that you would look at the bench and you never really saw Andre Drummond sulking. Like he was just so so happy to be on a team that is not the Detroit Pistons, that is not the the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's just really this, happy this to be. This is like, crazy.
1: We like win multiple <laughs> times a week here.
0: We're still in the game after the first like, quarter. Yo, LeBron's like
1: really good at basketball. Like, <laughs> you think he just walks around amazed? Like at all of this stuff, he's like, he's like, damn, Anthony, they they have these guys on the same team? That's crazy. <laughs> he's like We're telling team, he's have more like, than I one Detroit's player? best player for a
0: while. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, like I just want to know if if like when LeBron does something, Andre Drummond's sitting there like, holy shit. Like, did you just, know like, me and AD are making the same amount oh of money God. this year? Like, <laughs> because if you or I were on the court with LeBron James or Anthony Davis, and they did some of this wild stuff, and we were like literally on the court. We would be sitting there saying, "Oh my god!"
1: I you mean, can do that? okay. So let's just say that it's us in like an NBA capable body, so that like this yeah. analogy is not insane. But yeah, I would give up probably twenty points in transition per game, <laughs> like, just oh celebrating incredible things that LeBron <laughs> and AD did.
0: <laughs> like, right, right. And like, I just feel like I just feel like Andre Drummond is that. Like he 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 plays the game like you or I in an in an almost NBA body yeah you know. no he's just like a gigantic
1: child celebrating his like <laughs> boys so and great. girls club team doing well it's like yeah he's it's the he, purest thing yeah, in, in the league right it's now it's so much fun to watch him <laughs> just like have fun on a winning team and like especially it's crazy how far we've come in like five days in terms of yeah. the tone of this feed for people yes um where it felt like a funeral on sunday and then we're sending it uh, everyone off into the weekend laughing but yeah it was just, that was a fun game man like that was that was the lakers that that was for two games now we've gotten to see the lakers and there are some things to worry about moving forward you know kcp is going to be getting an mri on that leg injury and you know that he had to leave the game with like you know dennis lebron and ad at various points came up gimpy like this is clearly a team that's not a hundred percent but that is the potential that everyone was hoping for and we've gotten two glimpses of it and it's just been really fun to get to finally see that basketball vision executed
0: yeah absolutely we've been saying basically all series to this point just imagine what it would look like, especially after Game Two. Just imagine what it would look like if and when the Lakers start making shots, like any Lakers start making three pointers, and even still they didn't. And we're like, still the, imagining. Well, <laughs> right in the second in, in the second half, it cleaned up a little bit. Right, they only they still finished at twenty five percent from three point range, uh, but but it's still you know. Just picture Wes Matthews hit two threes in a row and THT was looking
1: at him. Like you're allowed to do that. (laughs) Like we can.
0: (laughs) Wesley Matthews. I love it. Nowadays, every time Wesley Matthews makes a three, my mentions immediately turn into like archery lessons.
1: It's always your most passionate (laughs) rants that end up resonating with people. It's like whatever you yell about, that's the weirdest. Like that's what people remember you for. Like I, I from eight years or so now in the content game, uh, that, that I think is what I have learned.
0: Avery Avery is into Marvel right now, and every time I see, it's like the cartoons, right? So it's yeah. like the Avengers Assembled ones, and every time I see Hawkeye fire a bow and arrow, I just picture what would happen if he just let go with his front hand and just hit himself in the face with his bow, because that's what all the Lakers are doing. But anyway, hey,
1: look, I, Hawkeye can't necessarily hit threes, and Wes Matthews could not actually fire a bow if you took him to a firing range; like it would be dangerous yeah. for everyone.
0: <laughs> i want to see the lakers gotta do this for the content send everybody to a to an archery range and just see what it looks like i would watch you would watch right yeah you, you know watch, if right? they
1: if they end up in a series with dallas at some point uh down the line like you know i'm sure that they can find a yeah. lot of archery ranges within range <laughs> of those uh
0: of the american Airlines center i think i have one in my backyard like it just comes with houses in, in texas that was my assumption yeah So so the Lakers though, they win one oh nine ninety-five and they do so while shooting twenty-five percent from three point range, but but the fact that West did step in and make those two threes in a row, like when the Lakers broke the game wide open. Like just literally
1: the act of them hitting threes was like
0: enough to give them like a seventeen point lead. Like Exactly. And and that's that's what we've been saying all along. That like if everything else stays the same and the Lakers just make like three three pointers, you're talking about the seven point lead turning into a 16 point lead. They right? made seven
1: tonight. Like that's not even that's not even a good shooting night. And they basically right. would have blown the Suns out if they hadn't taken their foot off the gas at the end.
0: Right, right. And they wound up winning by 14 because of the the antics at the end of the game. But yeah, yeah. I just the, the the thing that I'm walking away from, from this series. So I, I I was out tonight with, with George Zedano. We were watching the game together, and he was saying that he made a really interesting point that the fact that the Lakers are winning playoff games, shooting three-pointers the way that they are, just speaks volumes. Not just about like what LeBron and AD are capable of doing, but the defense that they're playing. Harrison, the Suns have, like, Thirty-nine points at the end of the first half. Would they have? They had forty points at the end of the, the Lakers first half. held
1: them to twelve points in the third in the second quarter.
0: Yeah, forty points. I mean, the Lakers only scored sixteen, but they held they held the Suns to twelve. Right, right. but but it's fine if you're winning. <laughs> yeah, Lakers win. Like you can you can do that kind of a thing if you're winning, and you can call that strategy. Right, you can just say like, yeah, we just wanted to muck up the game or whatever. If you're losing the game, you're saying, yeah, we really got to figure out a way to score on this team offensively. But the problem is. I don't know what the Suns can do at this point to really open up the game again. I think the Lakers kind of figured them out, uh, you know, for, for myself included. I was kind of worried after that game one, but they they approached it with a very generic play uh, game plan. And and then they just took notes. They, they, you know, Frank Vogel went to the went to the to the video room um, and the,
1: he went to the film room, Anthony.
0: No, I, I did. I, I didn't want to give Pete that plug. He's not well, with us I, I, anymore.
1: You know, I was just a
0: Jeez. it was a reference. Wow, man, you just can't help yourself. I can't. You, just get, you, you have daddy issues, is the thing. <laughs> 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 but yeah, to finish that point before we, we 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 take a quick second here, the Lakers went about their 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 regular season game plan in Game One, and they took a bunch of notes. And they adjusted, and and it turns out that the Suns can't adjust to the adjustments that the Lakers made, and that's what all of these series are going to come to. What what team can counter the Lakers' adjustments? And and for the last, was it uh, you play four series per playoffs, right? So if now you for go this all is, the
1: way to the finals and win. Yes.
0: Yeah. Right. So this is now the fifth series in a row where the Lakers figure out a team and that team has nothing to do about it once that happens. And then it's really impressive that that's the case. No, I mean, it It speaks to the versatility of this team. And this is why,
1: like, you know, I, I did a couple of radio hits today and they were asking me my prediction for the game. And I said, I think the Lakers are going to win in a rout. And it's not just the home court thing. It's not just the energy from the fans. It's just like generally when you give Frank Vogel a couple games of game tape and, you know, they saw how limited Chris Paul was. He actually looked a lot better tonight Need until he appeared tonight. to retweak it. Um,
0: and he didn't, he didn't tape his shoulder, at least at the beginning of the game. I no, see. he,
1: he looked actually like pretty good to start the game. And then it looked like he re-injured it at some point, And then he was mostly out down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, and like, but you know, if you give Frank Vogel, a full game of tape on campaign playing against his team, like campaign is not going to go off the next game and campaign would not have gone off this game if those two Lakers fans sitting courtside had not trash talked him into hitting three threes while the Lakers stopped trying <laughs> on defense. And basically like, like honestly, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, crowds and all this stuff over the last couple of days. And I don't, I don't want to make light of this, but I I am being only half facetious when I say that if the Suns had come back and won that game, those two guys should have been banned for life. Like you, you just, you can't yeah. let them back in Staples center again. If they just basically Michael Jordan campaign into bringing his team back. <laughs>
0: I think that's what sep- like what what level of celebrity are you are you making that decision at? Like let's just say it's like Adam Sandler who caused the Lakers to lose a playoff game. The way that the way that uh
1: I am not being I don't actually think that anyone should get banned for trash talking as long as it doesn't cross the line.
0: But Yeah, no, but I I'm, I'm, I'm just saying like like those 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 cuz we saw it like the 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 executive who trash talked LeBron and LeBron turns around and and boat races Cleveland same thing happened with courtside Karen Wright, and then the Lakers turn around and and they really turn on the Jets after she she acts up like that. Like I do think there should be some retribution there from from the team. They should say like you aren't allowed to come to a game for the rest of the year.
1: I have a feeling the Cavs are not going to ban their own scout um, from from games. Uh, they're just probably going to tell him like Hey, don't trash talk LeBron. Hey, again, shut up. Please. Yeah, like just <laughs> just in that one situation, or if you could just scout and not scream at the opposing team. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah you're, you're a scout. You're not a scream.
1: Although apparently that one was just like he celebrated LeBron missing a shot. Like he didn't even like trash talk him or anything. He was just like happy LeBron missed. And LeBron was like, I took that personally. And, you know, tonight it was like, but I know you said you were going to throw it a break. But real quick, I just want to take a second to laugh at how hilarious it was that the Laker, that LeBron was like, oh, you're going to put Jay Crowder on me? Like this is your defensive specialist? And then just <laughs> ISO'd him for like an entire quarter and flamed yeah. him every single time. Like it was. It's just like if you're Jay Crowder like you got to retire before this series is over I think you got to like go head to the CBA or like you know the the G League or somewhere where you're not going to have to ever
0: guard LeBron again so i remember Kobe Kobe had an interview one year actually let's take a quick second i'll yeah. come back with the Kobe story so Kobe had an interview one year where they they asked him like how can we tell that you don't like a player? Like, what is it that we should be looking for if you don't like somebody, right? Because it was—I think it was coming off of a, a Rajah Bell, Rajah Bell uh, series—and obviously, like Kobe didn't like him particularly much because of all the, the cheap shots that Bell was throwing at him. And Kobe always—Kobe said that if I'm talking shit to a player, I like that guy. Like, there's a there's a there's an amount of respect that we have for each other that we're going to go back and forth at each other, not just. In the physical aspects of the game, but the mental and the verbal aspects of the game as well. Yeah. He said, if you ever see me like quiet as a mouse, you know, homicidal sil- silence, I can't stand that dude. And I forget, oh man, I'm so angry at myself that I'm forgetting who the player was that they played next. But it was, it was, no, it was Jalen Rose. So the Lakers, the yeah, Lakers. No,
1: I would say that one was warranted. Uh, yeah. For- <laughs> so,
0: yeah, right, right. So like Rose kept on kind of like, Nudging Kobe and like you know trying to get him to talk shit. And and actually Rose mentioned this in the eighty one point point game. This isn't that though. Kobe there was another instance where Kobe like just didn't like Jalen Rose while he was a player. Apparently they cleaned things up. Well, yeah, I mean Jalen
1: Rose undercut him in an NBA finals intentionally to to try and yeah, and uh,
0: I feel like we didn't spend enough time on that one. I I feel feel like like, the
1: statute of limitations is expired. I feel like it, like 15 years later, you can admit it. And it's, you know, I mean, it's dirty, but it's whatever. Like you're intentionally hurting somebody. I mean, they won. It's okay. It all worked out in the end. He got five rings.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Jalen Rose is going to block me on Twitter again, just for this. But anyway, so yeah, that's what, and, and so uh, if you watch LeBron with, with Crowder out there, Crowder will nudge him. He'll do whatever he possibly can. And LeBron pays him no mind. He just takes him out to the wing and you know takes him outside the shed and beats him with a stick like he just he just you know just it was serial killer like he was yeah just staring dead he doesn't into say anything.
1: as he just roasted him and then was only looking and talking to the lakers bench like can you believe they just sent this folding chair out here to guard me <laughs> like i'm saying he went full soon you on him
0: like <laughs> no, eg eg on the
1: right oh yeah but, yeah sorry. it's because the lakers
0: yeah yeah so anyway all right let's get back to the game though so uh, Anthony Davis finish, finishes with uh, 34 points, 11 boards, 11 of 22 from the field, 12 of 14 from the free throw line. And and that, I think, is going to be the through line in the Lakers' success. It is I think if we, at the end of these playoffs, isolate or, or track the number, of like the games that AD shoots more than 10 free throws, the Lakers are going to have success in those games. Because that tells me he is not... But Scott not Foster
1: is it. in on it. Oh, no. What were you going to say?
0: According to to, to sorry, a Suns
1: fan just possessed Constance. my body right there. It was damn that it, was Scott. Uh,
0: but yeah, so the 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 that to me though is going to be something to keep an eye on with with uh, Anthony Davis is how many free throws is he is he shooting? Uh, how 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 is he getting those touches? Like I like you mentioned at the top, I thought the, or maybe you said this before we started recording. AD was was really active at the beginning of it. The Lakers really tried to get him going. And I just think that makes the most sense. Like LeBron eventually is going to get going. I think the the shooters will, will make or they won't, you know. But the guy that you really got to focus on and really get into the game is Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah, well, it's like, I mean, some of that is just the way basketball works, right? Like he's a big guy. And Frank Vogel has talked about this at length where, you know, for LeBron, he can just take the ball and go create a play for him. that You don't have to get LeBron involved. LeBron is going to be involved by virtue of basically being this team's point guard and everything but name. Whereas AD is a big and somebody needs to get him the ball. You know, we can say like AD needs to be aggressive, this and that, like, and he was not aggressive enough in game one, for sure, mm-hmm. you know, that was not all on the guards or something, not getting him the ball. But if you make a concerted effort to get him the ball, good things are going to happen. I, I really like the way the Lakers started the third quarter by just really trying to space things out, getting him flashing towards the middle of the middle of the yeah. floor, getting him the ball. And just like, Movement. he just basically got little hook shot after a little hook shot. And yeah. it just, it's easy points. He's, you know, it's, it's really simple. He's a gigantic guy who is likely With faster than touch. anyone who is guarding him. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, those are easy baskets. That's layup lines for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, unless you're Nikias Duncan, layup lines are, are usually a good thing. But <laughs> for those of you who listen to the Anthony Irwin Show. But, but or, yeah, you're, it, or
1: you're Andre Drummond. Do, do you think he misses, like, in layup lines, too? Like, he shoots 50% in... and. <laughs> Look, I love Dre, but it's like that. some of the finishes, man, I get why people get upset with him. I still think that on balance, he was a positive player tonight and has been yeah. for this series. But it's like some of these finishes, like, dude, <laughs> AD missed a dunk tonight. And I was like, oh, he's been watching. He's been learning. Andre's been Damn giving it, him tips. Other AD. Like- other
0: AD. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, the, the AD on the move thing is is such an important point. Like if there's yeah. anything that you guys take away from this show today in terms of Lakers success moving forward, it's they are going to be their best when Anthony Davis catches the ball on the move and then immediately goes to work where they really get into trouble is when they try to ISO him and he takes like three or four mellow jab steps and then takes a fall away jumper with like four seconds left on the shot clock. That is not good offense. But it's when you're like you
1: it. turned him into seven foot mellow, you know, like right,
0: that's right. That's a decent right. player.
1: But yeah, you know, like exactly better being seven foot Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, before we get out of here, uh, there was the Contavious Caldwell Pope um, injury. That is going to be something to keep an eye on, uh, you know, with, with the MRI there. Uh, that he's, he's super important, man. You know, yeah. he's not just in this series. This series, do you think this series is over? I think it's over.
1: I, I do think this series is over. I mean, it may, I mean, <laughs> it's going to go at least two more games. Uh, You know, that's how math works. But yeah, I, I mm-hmm. think that the Lakers have figured this out. And I agree with your point that usually teams are not able to find a counterpunch. So health permitting, I, I think the series is done. And also like, you know, it just, it, with this point at Chris, with Chris Paul, it's just impossible to know what he's going to even be able to do moving forward.
0: Yeah. Also across from Chris Paul, we do got to continue to give praise to Dennis Ruder. 20 points tonight, four assists. Uh, only, well, he did have the three turnovers, six of 11 from the, from the floor, one of four from three point range, seven of eight from the free throw line. He was huge down the
1: stretch of this game. Just bucket yeah. after bucket after bucket when they really needed it. And it looked like LeBron and AD were running out of gas a little bit.
0: Would you agree? I think the Lakers ceiling is at its highest when Schroeder looks more comfortable. Oh, like the, yeah.
1: Like, I mean, without a doubt, or, he he's on talent alone. He is their third best player.
0: Yeah. I, well... Hmm. Yeah, I'd probably agree. I would probably agree. Or maybe Andre Drummond. Definitely. I'm, agree. I'm just trolling you. Yeah. So, uh, funny stat line tonight. Uh, Kuz goes two of twelve from the floor, two of eight from three point range, two of two from three point or from the free throw line. Uh, Ten boards, eight rebounds, a second. Yes, yeah, who? LeBron was plus fifteen. Kuz was plus fourteen, and single game plus minus is always funny. You never know what these things like. For yeah, example, yeah, Mark,
1: Mark Gasol sucks tonight just because he was in there for that Cam Johnson run and didn't play a whole campaign. lot, or not campaign. Yeah. Sorry, they they also have a Cam Johnson. I'm not doing well. Yeah. with player names on this show.
0: Yeah, no. So Cam Cam Johnson was a UNC kid. I really liked him coming out of college, but yeah. uh, but Kuz, he started to do the small things again. Yep from 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 what I was watching, and and uh, one of the things that was kind of a bummer to watch was that he was letting his offense kind of dictate his activity elsewhere on the court and throughout the season this year like he became the useful player that he became because he did the opposite of that where he did the small things elsewhere on the court and then if he ever made shots if he if he if he had any kind of offensive production that was just house money that was just doubling down in your house money and if he can get back to playing like that having a guy I who think was we like, saw the first steps towards that tonight yeah, absolutely. But having having a six eight ish, two hundred pound ish guy, who can defend multiple positions and is willing to go out there and do the the small kind of nitty gritty things all over the court, uh, and then who who is also by the way capable of scoring the way Kuzma is capable of scoring, like that's the type of role player that every team needs, every championship level team needs. And so him being able to get back and do those small things again is is a is a major development. Because I, I I still think this series is over. I think, the, you know, they have two more wins to, to go. I think it's really important that they close this series out as quickly as possible so that everybody can nurse those injuries because Denver and Portland are going seven. I think that's going seven in that, in that series. So Kuzma figuring this out is not, you know, it, it's going to matter to close this series out. But that's the kind of thing that is super important moving forward. The longer that the Lakers uh, continue to win playoff series,
1: yeah. And I, I you know, in, in addition to that, I want to give a shout out to Wes Matthews
0: too. You know, especially with yeah.
1: PCP going down with injury tonight, he, he, him coming in, hitting those threes, playing defense on Devin Booker, really irritating him. Like he was, you know, he he should apologize to Dennis because he's part of the reason Devin Booker <laughs> was so mad <laughs> at the end of that game. Yeah, and, and so he he was huge tonight. And And again, you know, hopefully KCP is okay. He's able to come in that, you know, hopefully it just looked worse than it was. He comes in, he starts the next game, but if he doesn't, Wes certainly offered a lot of confidence tonight that he can step in and play a real role for this team as potentially a starting shooting guard as some backup depth, or, you know, at least as another weapon for Frank Vogel to have in this toolbox.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I just think he's another guy in that like six, six to six, eight range that if he's making three pointers and he's defending the way that he's capable of defending, like you need as many of those guys as you can possibly have just period. That's, that's, that's the most important role player you can have on your team. And if he's productive, then the Lakers are a much better team. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, and shout out Montrez Harold. Got a tech from the bench tonight. That way to stay
1: engaged in the game when you're not uh two DNP CDs in a row. That was, you know, I I think that would have been one of those things where if the Suns won by one, he would be trending on Twitter under like mm-hmm. Trez, Montrez Harold, Just Harold, all of them would be trending. But yeah, since they thin. were able to dominate and he had some fun bench reactions, that's just being a good teammate. He actually started dancing with LeBron at one point after he scored on uh Jay Crowder and like You know, Jay Crowder, the Lakers may need to play Markeith Morris next game just as a bodyguard for LeBron. Jay Crowder is going to be in the lab, like working on his best sumo holds, like everything that he can do to potentially injure one of these Lakers two stars next game.
0: Yeah, I'm knocking on wood right now because he's the kind of player who who would 1000% would try it. Like he
1: saw what Solomon Hill did and was like, dang, like I'm going to add that to my tool chest.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's let's just hope that isn't the case. All right. That's going to do it for this episode and this week's episodes of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed. I do want to send a shout out to you guys. Over the time that I've been at Silver Screen and Roll, our downloads, our listens and everything like that are up 80% month over month. Some of that is because like the Lakers We call that the Irwin bump around here. Yeah, that's— It's
1: weird. Anthony's in Slack. He's like, look, ever since we added something called the Anthony Irwin Show, we're up 80%. (laughs) That's just analytics.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I, you guys, you guys have been incredible. Those of you who asked and kept asking where uh, my content is going to be, and then went out and found it—shouts to you guys. Uh, the this is this is really really exciting stuff, and we're just getting started. We have some really cool stuff lined up for you guys. The further that the Lakers go into the the postseason, and then this offseason, I think you guys are going to be really excited for some of those projects as well. Have a great weekend. Please stay safe out there. And Jay Crowder, don't you even. Don't think about it. Don't just stop. No. Stop
1: it. No.